We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a man who's meaner and darker than he was in his previous franchise, and a man that's only going to have two films made about him. It's Chris. Two films is all I need to tell my dark and edgy stories. I take on my not quite emo, but sort of almost emo attitude to life, and I skateboard and solve equations and tire criminals because I am Spider Man. Yeah, this is Spider-Man, but he's been passed through the filter of Batman, essentially. Because, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about The Amazing Spider-Man from 2012, Chris. 2012? That's quite a long time ago. Yes, that's kind of scary, actually. Yeah, so, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man. It's the Spider-Man reboot directed by Mark Webb, who I'm assuming got the film because of his surname. Or maybe he changed it to show his dedication to the franchise but chris i'm gonna start off this podcast with a question that i don't often ask enough on our podcast series that's called we could survive that yeah at what point do you die in this film <laughs> i'm sorry what point have i died we well, yeah, at what point do you think if you were you know merrily on your way through life as this film at what point do you die do you think you die before the big lizard shows up or after the big lizard shows up I think I would die on the Brooklyn Bridge as the lizard's throwing the cars through, because I'd be stuck in the traffic jam, but I wouldn't want to get out and leave my car because I'd be worried about vandals. I'd probably stay with it and the lizard would, you know, crush it or throw me over the bridge. I'd be that kid in the car. Do you think that kid was worried about, oh, if he gets out of the car, it'll invalidate the insurance premium because it will only pay out if you're in the car when the big lizard attacks? I don't think the kid was too worried about that, no. The kid he should the be. kid was, was, was too scared, wasn't he? But once he breathed in Peter's sweaty mouth mask, he was fine. I gave him the strength he needed. The lack of oxygen went, oh shit, I need to get out of here because this mask is going <laughs> to kill me. It's going to suffocate me. When, when, when did you think you were going to die in this film then? I, I, I'm assuming you've pondered this. Yeah, immediately. Immediately? <laughs> At which point? The break-in? You, would you... The plane crash? No, the plane crash is in the second one, Chris. Come on. So, the plane so... crash gets referenced in this one. Yeah, but they, we we don't see it. I'm not going to die in a plane crash that's just mentioned. Maybe the mention of a plane crash is enough to panic me into having a heart attack. But no, I either die in the the room full of spiders, um, but I don't think I'd be able to get into that room because that that control panel to get in is so weird, Chris, and everyone would be locked out of that room forever. It's uh, just drawing patterns, isn't it? You do the same thing on a lock screen on your phone now. No, I have a, I have a pin number. A pen number? I, I, I don't know I'm talking. I have a fingerprint anyway. But yeah, I, I can do patterns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'd, I'd die in that room. Or if when Peter, uh, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, is, is bullied, uh, one of the bullies kicks the camera, the camera would bounce off something, the lens would shatter in my eye, and I'd, I'd die of whatever disease tony stark has when the the glass slowly makes its way to my heart through my eyeball oh my god that sounds horrific <laughs> no actually i think you would go out on a spider thing because um the spider bite wouldn't give you your powers it would just kill you outright wouldn't it oh uh, yeah because it's all just stuff be... to do with the second film but yeah because it, it, i'm just a regular man and i've been bitten by radioactive spider chris spiders on their own are poisonous and this one is radioactive so double poison chris but yeah but I... it, it's tuned to peter's dna isn't it because it's like mixed up with his dad's stuff yeah destiny and and stuff yeah it's not 
Look, I don't, I don't like the Amazing Spider-Man films. I, I've got good things to say about them, particularly the performances of Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. That's all good. They, they got really lucky when they cast Andrew Garfield because he is a gem. And when he came back for No Way Home, I think people appreciated him more as the character. I think his Spider-Man is really good. I think his portrayal of Peter Parker is... It's, he's too cool, Chris. I don't buy him as this loner nerd with no friends. But he is a loner nerd with no friends. But I don't, don't believe it. We don't see him with any friends in the film. He gets harassed by the local bully, Flash, who always harasses Peter. I know that that's what we see, but I don't believe it. Just because he skateboard doesn't make him into this, this cool guy. And he, he wears his sleeves pulled right up with his thumb stuck through some holes on the end. He's cool, he's handsome, he shouldn't be bullied. So what did he do to make everybody hate him? Also, Flash stops bullying him when like uncle ben dies he's like oh i i feel your suffering my my man so yeah and then they're friends but yeah i just don't i don't believe him. <laughs> i don't believe him chris but uh no i've i've got no qualms about him when he's in the spider-man suit being cool and stuff i just don't think it works for for peter and i don't think i'm alone in saying that but yeah everything else is pretty good the film series as a whole is let down mostly by the second film but uh this is definitely not my favorite spider-man film um because yeah it does retread a lot of ground or references it but you know with all the words changed in a microsoft documents the people using half oh, what's the what's what synonyms can we use for great power and great responsibility chris you can't just say the great power with great power comes great responsibility thing all over again. Tony McGuire's already done that. Everyone knows it. So, you know, they, they had to change it up slightly, which they did in this. And also we get a, a new villain. I say new, a villain we didn't get from the Tony Maguire stuff. We, we, we get the lizard in there and that lot. So, you know, they're keeping it somewhat fresh and it's going. And I think this is a perfectly fine Spider-Man film. I, I think this one is better than, say, Spider-Man 3. And, you know, definitely not better than 1 and 2, but it, it's got its merits. I don't know whether it is. I think I obviously have a fondness for the Sam Raimi films, um, but I think the strength of like Sandman is—he's a much better villain than than Lizard is. And I like Lizard as a as a concept. He's a good like entry level Spider-Man villain. Everything around Lizard is not great. I don't like the design. The motivation to turn everybody into lizards is weird. And it feels like they're riffing off of the stuff that worked in the Sam Raimi films uh, when it comes to villains and, like, goleming about I should be a lizard, everybody should be a lizard stuff. Dr. Connors is is a good guy overall, isn't it? And it's coming from his thing of goodness to he wants to help the human race and become stronger and evolve into, at this point, lizard folk. Devolve. um, (laughs) That's what he wants, isn't it? I think his motivation is probably fine. Also... The serum that's making him half a lizard, it's going to be messing with his mind, isn't it? He's not going to be thinking clearly. He's too hyped up on lizard juice, so I can excuse all that. Um, Chris, are you telling me that drugs are bad? Am I telling you drugs are bad? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I might be hinting at it, yes. <laughs> it ticks a lot of, like, the origin boxes, uh, but it's it's just not for me, really. It is too repetitive and it doesn't cover enough ground. I mean... I don't know. I, the performances are good and stuff, and yeah, it's just very bland as far as a a, a film goes. Um, it's it's not bad. It's it's fine. Um, it, it obviously gets a lot worse in the franchise, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more next week. I, I certainly have no quarrel with this. This this 
there's a perfectly fine Spider-Man origin. The villain is good. I like him. Um, Gwen in the story because you know we had all the MJ stuff before, and Gwen was massively underused in the Sam Raimi trilogy. So we we get some better Gwen stuff going on here, and we we get a more um not traumatic Spider-Man, but he can't catch a break. This Spider-Man can he? <laughs> and he, he goes through all this hassle. And I know the other Spider uh, Spider-Man and, and stuff have their own problems, but um. I want to say they did try to give the film an overall darker tone. Whether that landed successfully or not is up for debate. Well, but that... uh, I, I could see where they were going with it. Well, this, of course, came out uh, after The Dark Knight, so yeah, every film had to be grim and gritty and set at night. And the suit's darker. A lot more of this is set at night. He goes on a vendetta to try and find Uncle Ben's killer, and th- that is unsuccessful. And you know, morals about vengeance and stuff like that, and he accidentally becomes, you know, a superhero and then has to fight a big lizard at school, so... the, the really? bits... all, all, all good points. They're, yeah, they're good, but they're not spectacular, Chris. They're not amazing Spider-Man oh, well, ouch. Okay. stuff. So, yeah, I think maybe if they had done, like, the Tom Holland thing where they'd gone, ah, oh, well, you, you saw the origin like 10 years ago the last film spider-man 3 came out in 2007 so and, and and spider-man's not a character that needs that much explanation so you could have skipped a lot of the origin stuff and then maybe focused more on you know making the lizard more interesting and maybe you know putting him in a lab coat and purple trousers and making him look like the lizard from the comics uh, that that would have been nice. That face is. Do you like the face of the lizard? I don't. It's creepy. Well, uh, it's meant to be creepy, and it's it's meant to have more uh, more of a flatter human characteristics, isn't it? Because it's a human lizard hybrid. I I can see why they didn't go for the elongated face and make him look more like that, like a alligator lizard type thing. I was perfectly fine with the lizard design, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, the origin stuff. I mean, they learned their lesson with that with Tom Holland. But fair enough. I didn't mind them doing it in this, considering they probably thought they had more time. They're like, yeah, we can waste the first half of the film, The Origin, because this is going to be another franchise. We're going to do even more films in the Sam Raimi trilogy. You know, there's going to be the Spider-Man 3 and 4. There was going to be a Sinister 6 spin-off until it all sort of went down the drain. So maybe if they realised they, they only had limited films, they might have skipped it. But obviously they were under the impression they had much more going on. Yeah, they... Again, they're putting the cart before the horse in terms of let's just make one good film and then think about it. Again, it's it's fairly restrained. I mean, the only thing that they do for like putting wheels in motion for a Sinister Six one is not killing the lizard and that weird man in the hat going, oh, I've got special plans for you and all, all that lot. So who the hell was that? Was that Norman Osborn? Uh, I, I don't know who that was. No, that it's not Norman Osborn. Um, it's of no consequence, Chris. It's a it's a mysterious guy that doesn't get a name. Why did he disappear into the shadows? I want to know more. He disappeared into the shadows, Chris. He's a, he's a magic man with a magic disappearing hat. He's one of the bad guys from Adjustment Bureau, Chris. <laughs> That's a particularly niche joke. That email in if you got it. Adjustment Bureau. You, have you seen that? Do you know? I've not seen it. I've seen clips of it, but I, I understand what the film's about, so I, I appreciated your joke. Magic hats, Chris. That's, that's the, okay. the big plot point of uh, Adjustment Bureau. But yeah, I don't know. Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, good. Everything else around that pairing is okay to bearable to watch at best. And uh, th- this, 
you know, it's not it's not the best film that Andrew Garfield has been in as Spider-Man that comes in a film that isn't even in his own franchise. But I would like to see him back one more time. Maybe not fighting Venom or Morbius or whatever else, but give him a solid Spider-Man 3 to showcase his talent. So, I don't know. I think this film probably sets a dangerous precedent for Mark Webb in, like, we'll give him loads of money to shoot everything that he can. And that kind of bites him in the butt in the second one more. Um, but there are a few deleted scenes in this that uh, I think we've talked about before. The late um, Ifran Khan, who plays Dr. Wraith, he gets two death scenes in this film. One where he falls off of the, the bridge, and then one where he's stabbed by the lizard when he goes down to get some research in the sewer or something. So, uh, Again, the darker moments, the, the edgier stuff that they were trying to bring into this franchise. But did he actually die in this one? He, he falls off the bridge and he's in the car, doesn't he? He's like, whacks his head on the windscreen, but I don't think he doesn't actually die in that, does he? Oh, no, yeah, that's shorthand for he's dead, which is it's very confusing scene because in cinema terms, that doesn't feel like a death of a character. But he he is given a more definitive death later on in this deleted scene, so confusing stuff, Chris. Well, it's not. It's one misplaced scene. I just assume he was rendered unconscious. Fair enough, he died. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I think this film is a, has a lot more positives going for it than negatives, and I think it's a solid Spider-Man movie. Now, like I said, ignoring what happens with the second film, I think it would have been a, a promising start to the the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man saga, as it were, but um, unfortunately it, it doesn't work out. No, and again, I feel sad for Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. It, Emma Stone would be, I'd, I'd like to see her as like a live action Spider Gwen, but we're probably not going to get that because she's doing her own stuff at the moment and, and good for her. So, yeah, I think this is a dead <laughs> franchise as much as people like it and like Andrew Garfield. I wouldn't blame him for not coming back uh, to do anything else if No Way Home was indeed his, his last uh, live action Spider Man thing. So, he definitely deserved better than what sony gave him uh in this but uh yeah looking forward to madam web chris <laughs> <laughs> that's fine i don't know if we're gonna get i don't think we're getting any spider men um cameos or spider people cameos in madam web are we because despite no. being called madam web she's nothing to actually do with sort of spider powers is she she's what a psychic mutant or something like that well i was torn between what we should do uh leading up to uh, Madam Web and I eventually decided on the the two amazing Spider-Man films. I was considering doing a couple of episodes of the Spider-Man 90s animated show where she oh, yeah. pops up in that quite often, usually to like give Spider-Man like encouragement and like oh you you can do it. You just have to believe in yourself and be nice and Spider-Man's like, "Well, how do I be nice to Mysterio or whatever?" And she's like, "Oh, just use the spider force or whatever <laughs> whatever yoda like words of wisdom she gives to him but yeah she's usually an older mentor extra dimensional being uh in that at least i don't know a great deal about her as a as a character but i'm sure we'll learn more about the the fascinating life of madam webb but yeah Again, Sony, some of the plans that they had for Andrew Garfield and this Spider-Man universe were uh, undone because of Sony, the Sony hack. And um, yeah, I, I, Andrew Garfield wasn't very happy 
and we'll get into why he he got sacked, Chris, as as Spider Man when we talk about that in the uh the next episode. Oh but my God, was he? I didn't know that. He was he was sacked, Chris. Uh, that's why oh. we never got um an, another one. And also because this came out in 2012, uh, it was in development along with um Avengers and people are aware of this. But if you weren't, Chris, they were gonna put um Oscorp Tower in the in the Avengers skyscrapers of like near Avengers Towers and Stark Towers and stuff and maybe fold Amazing Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe but uh, that never ended up transpiring which is probably good because you know Tom Holland is is good Spider-Man oh okay that's fair enough and then we eventually got him in an MCE film anyway so I guess it will work out for the best but it was a shame there wasn't an Amazing Spider-Man 3 I know there was renewed calls for it after No Way Home but um, I, I don't think Marvel would let Sony make a, a separate Spider-Man film while they're doing their own stuff at the same time. No, Marvel don't have a say in what Sony do with the Spider-Man properties. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be getting, you know, Madam Web and Craven and Morbius and stuff like that. So so if, if Sony were inclined, they could make an amazing Spider-Man 4 or a Sam Raimi Spider-Man four or amazing spider-man three sorry they can do whatever they want they don't have to ask marvel's permission to to do so they could ruin tom holland and put him in morbius 2 and have morbius eat him and turn him into a vampire and marvel oh could my do... god that'd be amazing <laughs> marvel couldn't do jack shit about <laughs> it so yeah it's it's not up to marvel they have zero say over the spider-man movie property so good luck sleeping chris <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I want to see a, a, a Morbius thing. I mean, hopefully we're going to get more Morbius and Madam Web. I'm sure uh, we will. Sony's not going to be able to resist dropping it in there. I hate Morbius so much. I know you do, but I'm really looking forward to seeing him again. And, and you know, since they're bringing Vulture and everybody else into it, we might as well we'll get Spider-Man. Maybe Andrew Garfield will come back. Maybe it's it's not all over. We're going to get edgy Spider-Man fighting edgy Morbius. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I hope not. I hope Andrew Garfield has has enough work that he doesn't have to accept a Sony paycheck for this. But uh, yeah, overall, this is a f- it's fine as far as films go, Chris. It obviously gets much worse in the next one, which we'll be doing next week. But um, I'm glad you enjoyed it on a on a rewatch, Chris. I mean, I've rewatched the film a few times now, and I, I've always enjoyed watching it. And um, the second one can't really remember if i enjoyed it so much last time or not but i'm sure i'm looking forward to the rewatch on it it's been a while since i've seen it yeah i've only watched it once so oh my god you're gonna hate it i'm kind of dreading going back to it but yeah amazing spider-man one i have rewatched uh a couple of times but uh yeah it's it's definitely not one that i would go back to it's not a spider-man adventure that i'm thirsty to see more of um, and even the bits that I did remember, like the the school fight with the lizard, it's not quite as good as I remembered it being. It's a little bit slower. I I like that they showcase the lizard's creativity as as well as a scientist as as like a big beast. But yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. There's a nice Stanley cameo in that scene, but yeah, it just lacks something, Chris. And I I'm not particularly sure what it is. Maybe it is that it's just trying to ape off of more successful franchises and, and feels like Sony's trying to cling on to a trend as they are often doing, Chris, with cinematic universes and stuff. So 
scrambling to keep up with whatever scraps they've got left in the toy box so yeah. God, you're really kicking Sony, aren't you? <laughs> Jesus. They're not good, and we'll talk more about it next week. Do you remember the, the hoo-ha when they wanted to do an Aunt May spy prequel film? That rings a bell, yeah. But yeah. then uh, I imagine people kicked off. I mean, Aunt May's never been a spy, has she? I mean, <laughs> they own the rights to Aunt May. They can make her whatever they want, Chris. They made her a, <laughs> they, they made her a nurse. So, yeah, I, I don't know, Chris. That's fine. They could do. It. They could do it, and you know, people would still enjoy it. I, I imagine that it'd still still go down well. I mean, yeah, we, there's still time for them to do an Aunt May prequel and just shove it into their Morbius universe. So, great, great <laughs> stuff. Really looking forward to that. Once they've ran the gambit of all the sinister sex and oh no, who do we have them fight? I know, time traveling Aunt May. <laughs> yes, that'd be amazing. And then they got to deal with her, but the time travel's gone wrong and she's gone evil like Flash did. Oh, good. <laughs> it writes itself. This is amazing. No, it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> and Morbis is like, you can only survive if you become a vampire as well. And then, and then it doesn't go right and she becomes half vampire and it turns out she's Blade. Oh, goody. Does she turn into <laughs> Wesley Snipes, Chris? <laughs> no, no, don't be ridiculous. She gives birth to Wesley Snipes. <laughs> She gives birth to herself, who is Wesley Slipes. Oh, good. Chris, you've got the end of podcast sillies, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to round things up there unless you've got anything sensible to say about Spider-Man, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man from, from 2012, because, you know, we're a sensible podcast for sensible people. Of course. I, I would say give it a watch. I think it's a, a good Spider-Man film and, and worthy of your time. I th- think you could probably watch a better Spider-Man film. You have options when it comes to Spider-Man films. So many options. So many now. So many. You could even watch Civil War. That's got Spider-Man in it as well. So yeah. Uh, we can survive that at gmail.com if you've got any thoughts on The Amazing Spider-Man. Or The, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 is what we're going to be talking about next week in the build-up to Madam Web. So get us your, your thoughts if you're uh, an Amazing Spider-Man 2 defender because... Yeah, I, I I like to give a balanced approach, and if there's a bad film, I will, you know, if it does a good thing, say, oh, you've, you've done a good thing, well done. But just off the top of my head, I can't remember many good things that Amazing Spider-Man 2 does, Chris. And it does a lot. It does so much. There's so much movie in that movie, Chris, but we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Okay, well, in that case, thank you to everybody for listening to We Can Survive That, your weekly survivor guide to the movies. Going to see you next week for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but until then, keep on surviving, and goodbye.